Hey, just a quick announcement at the front of the episode. This is a special episode. It's an interview uh, with an actual game dev. I really didn't expect this to happen. But uh, yeah, you wanted me to talk about Merchant and Guildmasters, or I wanted me to talk about it, and I said I would talk about it. Less about Merchant, more about Guildmasters, and a new game coming out, a Breach Wanderers. So be sure to check that out, and check out all the links below uh, to, to get access to these games. They're a lot of fun. Check out the Discord. It's a really good community. Also, shout out to my patron, Danny Yeager. Uh, if you would like a shout out or to get episodes early or plenty of other uh, rewards, be sure to check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash jacksyaks. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and uh, Facebook groups at Fake Gamer Bro. And thank you so much to Tommy for editing and letting me use her music. Puzzlin, which you can find on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash domino thief, or there's a link below in the description. I mean, there's links for like everything below in the description. So um, check it out. And uh, without further ado, here is the episode. Welcome to Fake Gamer Bro. I'm your fakest gamer bro, Jackie, aka Jax, and here today I have a very exciting guest. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, my name is Etienne Pontonbouchard. I'm a game developer who used to work in AAA and now does small indie games. Oh, that's exciting. I didn't know you used to work in AAA. Anything uh, we'd know about? Uh, the One of the reasons I left AAA was because I kept getting assigned to projects that ended up getting cancelled so unfortunately uh, no there's nothing you would have heard of because they were mostly cancelled games oh no well i mean hey now you're in indie games and you are are you know making fantastic games um is guildmasters the the first game you have out uh i made a smaller game before that but it was more mostly like just to have something on my resume, it's called Electromaze Defense. It's a tower defense that's it's nothing like too fancy, but it's a it's a good game if you like the genre. Oh, I'll have to check that out. I keep wanting to do a tower defense and I'll see mobile ads for tower defense and then you download the game and it's not tower defense at all. They just trick you with the advertisement for some reason. Yeah, mobile ads are <laughs> are a whole story. They're they're terrible. Um but yeah, so uh, we are here primarily to talk about Guildmasters, and I mean, I know you didn't make Merchant, but Guildmasters is a uh, a fan game for Merchant, right? Yes. Well, it started off as a fan game, pretty much, yeah, but it grew up into a, its own thing. I, when I discovered Merchant, I was really excited about the game because it was like this idle formula, but with a, the, the, the way they handled combat, I felt it was really, really smart, and it it made me want to play what what is essentially a turn-based RPG because usually you do end up doing always the same actions every turn, almost, in like the traditional GRPG, JRPGs and all that. But in Merchant, you just automated plan in advance, so 
it made it a, a lot less tedious than having to watch the same animations turn after turn. So I I I liked the game a lot, but then as I progressed, I felt like it, it didn't really deliver fully on that concept. So I made a game that really went all in on that, and that was Guildmasters. Yeah. Um. How how would you describe Guildmasters in like a sentence? That that one is hard. It's part of the reason why it hasn't been such a success. But it's a, an adventure manager idol RPG, I guess. Yeah. Um. It's it's got so much customization. I have uh, friends who are. I'm bad at customization, so I appreciate that you have like the the recommended like um suggestions for like leveling them up and uh the the items they could have but for people who are like really into the nitty-gritty of of making sure that every detail is perfect and all the stats are like exactly what they want um i it has so much customization for that it's it's really neat i'm I'm sorry to hear that it's not a, a great success yeah well it's a it's like a niche of a niche so it, it was to be expected i i I was more confident, I guess, before it released, but you, you learn as you go. It's, I'm still uh, in the early days of my career, well, early years of my career, so uh, I'm, I I wouldn't expect to make a giant hit in my first few games. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, it, it's definitely great. The, the art is great. The music's wonderful to just have on in the background. Um, I usually turn it off because I also listen to podcasts while I play games. I just mm-hmm. multitask like that. Um, but you have a very interesting world, which you are uh, revisiting with uh, your upcoming game. Yeah, I felt like I really enjoyed the world, the characters, and I, I, you do see a bit of like um, cybernetics and fantasy mixed up, but it's usually like in JRPGs and it's not like it just there's robots, but it's not really explained and it's kind of a bit weird. So I, I I quite like the world I had it, so I, I figured I would reuse it. And uh, some of the characters were really interesting, so I wanted to bring them back as well. Yeah, uh, I think I saw uh, Merle, I think, is one that's over both games. Yeah, for now, it's she's the only one, but um, like Guildmasters has over 20 heroes and Bridge Wanderers only has five for now. So we'll, I'll probably add, end up adding more in the future, or at least like add heroes that are maybe related to heroes of Guildmasters or stuff like that. Yeah, um, and, and you mentioned the technology, and I think that's really neat. It's like how Shadowrun is mostly future tech with a little fantasy in, and this is like the opposite, where it's mostly fantasy, but it also has some future tech in. Uh, and I, I think that's really neat, because um, I'm not super into like sci-fi stuff for the most part, but I like some of the concepts, and I feel like you did a great mix of like getting the fantasy I personally love and then all the technology I love. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. Well, because I, I I do f- try to... Well, I've been a dungeon master in D&D for many, many years and I really try to make like believable worlds. But I feel like most fantasy worlds like aren't that believable because people just kind of act like magic doesn't exist. Whereas I feel like if magic did exist, well, you'd have these kind of robots animated by magic and like all all of these things to make life easier rather than everyone living just like in the normal medieval times, despite the fact that there are wizards everywhere able to cast spells and all that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like that, that definitely makes a lot of sense. And then in Guildmasters, you kind of had the uh, figuring out the plot, the mystery of like, you know, what's been going on. And um, I, I really like that, um, I guess, flying too close to the sun, trying to get the power uh, because you have the magic and you have the technology and combining them uh, can be great and can lead to some disastrous results like we see in Guildmasters. And I, I think that's some really great concepts. Yeah, it's a. I had a lot of fun with. I, I was working with a, a writer for the story, and we had a lot of fun devising something together and like making the players realize that like just going out and killing the strongest stuff possible might not always be the the right thing to do. Even though it's a small game, so you don't have any other options, but at least you see like there's always consequences to your actions. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, definitely stuff to build off of for like you know, future games, especially since, uh, you know, the new game is uh, set in, in the same world. It's it's definitely a very interesting world, and I'm I'm glad you're continuing to explore it. So uh, Guildmasters ended up getting published by the same company who did Merchant. Uh, do you want to talk about how that came about? Yeah, I, I'm not even sure now who contacted who, but I was posting in the off-topic channel on the Discord for merchant and i was like recruiting people to to help me test the game and all that since merchant wasn't getting like many updates or anything so people were who wanted to play more of things like merchant were interested in playing my game and eventually we got to talking and we we drafted up a few agreements and it just fig to us it figured that it would be both like good for both games because like uh, they could have a few ads in Merchant to point people towards Guildmasters, and same way, same way around for Guildmasters to point toward Merchant, and just have something of a cooperation between both games, since they're very similar genres, but they're both also semi AFK, so you can actually play both games at the same time. I know some people who would like split the games half and half on their phone, and like play them both simultaneously so it's not as big of a competition as some other game genres oh absolutely you know i never thought about splitting both games on my phone i might right now i just like i get obsessed with games so i just cycle back between like two it's like okay i'm waiting on guild masters so let me go back to merchant and do this i'm waiting on merchant let me go play around in um i'm sorry i forgot what your name game game is called breach breach wanderers breach wanderers yes that's right um and so I just just go back through those three. Um, I know I've said a couple of times in your Discord, it's like, hey, I found this while I was working. And so I'll do that. Like, since it isn't, uh, you know, you can just sit around. I'll have it open, like, on my phone while I'm working and just glance down and, like, do some stuff mm -hmm. and then go back to work. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, it isn't really a huge competition because, like, they're they're different enough that you don't feel like you're playing the same game over and over. But if you like one game, you'll most likely like the other. So it, it definitely makes sense, especially since it started out as a fan game. Yeah. And uh, I, when you mentioned playing at work, it's, I feel bad saying that, but it's really like the perfect game for playing at work because it's kind of AFK. You can just repeat the previous fight and like check it out once in a, every 10, 15 minutes, reset, restart your fights. And when you have a bit more time, then you can set up for a new fight or a new challenge. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, sometimes you just need a break of looking at all the emails coming in. So you just look <laughs> at your phone for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's definitely great for that. 
do you is uh what is the what is the game called Retora or the publisher called Retora? Right? Yeah, Retora, Retora games. games. Yes, I keep wanting to say retro games. I'm like, that's not it. <laughs> um, is that are they going to be publishing um uh Breach Wanderers too? Um, no, they're Breach Wanderers was different enough and uh. Like it didn't really fit any of the other merchant games, so we figured it would be better if I like for now I'll just self-publish it, and I'll see l- later. I might contact some bigger publishers to see about uh, like publishing the game, but for now I'm gonna try self-publishing. Okay, yeah, that definitely makes sense. I mean, it because it is a um, original left game. It's much more hands-on. So when I play this one at work, it is a little bit harder because I do take more yeah. breaks to just play it. <laughs> it's like, okay, the enemy's turn's over. Now I got to do stuff again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but you're, I, you're doing some really unique stuff. I, I was talking to my friend who I also got to uh, get in your server and try the game. My editor, uh, Dami, she is much more into deck building games. She's a big Magic the Gathering fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been getting some of her opinions on on what's going on and she really likes your pool system where you decide what cards you're going to be getting uh, what is it after you're like level three or something you decide what cards you're going to be getting like pulled later in the in the game so like you won't still be getting like i don't play this game like this i don't need any of those cards um and it's just super customizable and that's uh that's apparently unique to the the, the genre and i definitely really enjoy it yeah it's something i like to do in all my games, like I, I like to, to really, and even as a DM in in D and D, it's the same thing. I want to give like power to the player to figure out their own solution to a problem. Like I'm not, uh, and those games are good where you have to find the 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 solution that the designer intended that can work. It's just not the kind of things I personally like to make. Like I I like to create a puzzle, throw tools at the player and let them figure out a solution because I usually don't even know the solution myself, like the best one. So that's really how I, it's sometimes it's hard to balance because of that, because I don't necessarily know the solution and maybe the tools interact in a way that makes it a bit overpowered, but that's part of the fun of the process. So for Breach Wanderers specifically, uh, since I didn't want to, to play too much with the like RPG aspects and assigning points and all that because then you'd have to remake them for every deck or whatever. So I'm mostly focused on the decks themselves. Uh, I've started playing Magic the Gathering when I was, I think, 8 or 10 years old. Nice. And now I'm 31. I've stopped playing for the f- past few years, but I did play like thousands and thousands of hours of uh, deck building games. Like magic and then eternal and then like myth garden like most of them that you can find on steam i've at least tried a little bit so i wanted to bring that into uh roguelike the deck builder because every time i played one like i played slate aspire and then it's like oh i like this deck i'll try to play it and then you do a run and you never see any of the cards for that deck and then you level up and they say hey here are these new cards that come to your pool but maybe they don't even fit the deck that i wanted to play so i just diluted the the pool even more so now the deck i want to play i've even i'm even less likely to be able to play it so and i i, I tried all of these deck builder games like the roguelike ones 
and they all had the, the same progression where as you progress, they just reward you by diluting your pool, which I felt like, I felt bad, you know, I didn't want to level up because I wanted my pool to be focused. So uh, I, I was thinking, can I make this game without making the player feel bad for leveling up? And that's how I came with the concept of like, well, I'll just let them build their decks and share them with their friends. And then they can compare and try to find really like the best decks for each character. And then I'll try to put more randomization in the run in terms of like very strong items that can synergize with your build or not and things like that. So that, that that's the, the main spirit of the game. Yeah, it's, it's really great because uh, Dami is currently playing Monster Train. Have you played that one? Yes, I did a, a little bit, but I I was not the biggest fan. <laughs> yeah, because um, she's finding those same issues that you're talking about in Monster Train, where it's like, you know, she has specific builds in mind, and she keeps finding all the wrong cards. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's it's very helpful for this. And I really like how you have multiple solutions, because one of the first games I talked about on this podcast, Simplest RPG... I went to the the Discord to figure out some stuff, and they're like, yeah, for the first 400 levels, you basically have to play with a sword and shield, and if you don't, then you're just losing out on so much, like, that is just the wrong build. And I'm like, I don't want to play a game where it tells me what build I have to have for 400 levels. <laughs> like... That's not insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you level up pretty fast. Like, I, I think I was around, like, t level 213 by the time I stopped playing. But it's like... I like playing rogues, so I wanted to play with a bow because, you know, I like dexterity builds. So the fact that it, like, punished me because I wasn't using the right build was just frustrating. Um, yeah, so that the, reminds me of... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying the customization here is, is really great. Yeah, it reminds me of... I don't know if you've played Dragon's Dogma, which is, like, an amazing game, but they had the, this terrible leveling system where... Like, you can switch between classes at will, but every time you level up, you gain stats based on the class you played at. And, like, some of the stats was, were just better than others. So you have to, like, kind of reach this max level on the class that gives the best stats before you can start playing with the class you actually want to play. Oh, man. Yeah. No, I played a little bit of it, but I couldn't get too into it. I um I think at the time I just really liked more linear stuff and that was way too mm -hmm. uh open for me at the time. But um yeah, no, it's stuff that you'd have to research to figure out like, oh, well here's the best stuff and I just I just like playing games. You know, this is called mm -hmm. fake gamer bro because I'm bad at games cuz I don't know all the the best tactics and and everything for that. So I just like to play how I like to play. <laughs> And your games really let me do that, like, especially with the hints in um, or, or the recommended stuff in Guildmasters, where it's like, OK, yeah, sure, this makes sense for this character. I'll do that. Mm -hmm. um, but like, still, if I ever decide not, nah, this is better, like, I'm not going to be punished for um, wanting to do something different. Yeah, exactly. I, to me, that's that's really anti how I, I make games like it's like do whatever you want. And if you find out something like completely crazy, well, congrats. Like, <laughs> I'm proud of you. That's that's amazing. It's it's kind of it's why I make these games and the, these puzzles and all these options to to let people figure out like their favorite option. And one of the favorite thing for me is like when I'll have a player tell me, oh, this is OP. And then 
another player right away tell me like oh no this same thing is completely like completely sucks so <laughs> then i know that I, i've made it right because like it when players can't agree on like what is good and what is bad then you know you've made a balanced game for sure like some players just know how to play that card a lot better and some players don't want to mess around with it and do something else yeah um no that's great and then i also love all the options you have for uh like i was starting a new save file so i could record some footage of guild masters from the beginning and i realized you have a bunch of options for like different um types of of plays like i think you i I can't remember all the options you have you have one where it's like for speedrunners you have uh one where you can only use one hero uh what kind of inspired that uh well it's a little bit the same principle it's some i i saw what people wanted to play and like they were asking oh i i just wish i could well actually for the solo for example people were just doing it they were creating new save files and they were just playing with one hero so i figured well might as well make it a a, an option that people can use and then um some other types some were people were finding the game maybe a bit a bit too easy so i made more difficult game modes that they could try and in the last patch, I, I even made a an endless mode for people who were fan of like the more common idle RPGs that just go on forever and ever. It's still not the same because it's it's not the game is not built for it. But that mode is still pretty fun, and I saw a lot of players like do completely insane things with like getting their heroes to level like five hundred and stuff like that. So that, oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, no, that's great. So you were for, if you were in charge of Pokemon, you'd put a Nuzlocke <laughs> option in there because everyone plays Nuzlocke anyway. Uh, may, I haven't played Pokemon, so... <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nuzlocke is like a uh, a thing that they, they put on themselves to make it harder. So when your Pokemon faints, you can't use that Pokemon anymore. Um, um, and so stuff like that, like stuff, rules they put on themselves that some people, I think, code mods for games where you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like you like you do, where it's like, yeah, people were playing it like this anyway, so it just made it easier for them to play like that. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, that's 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 really cool. I love all the um just all the options you have for stuff. Uh so you said uh Dungeons and Dragons, Magic of the Gathering, and, and then some of those other deck building games. Were there any other uh games you've played for a while that kind of inspired you to get to where you are now with uh the games you make? Uh well all the I play a lot of games so it's, <laughs> it would be a long list to to say like I pick up a few things from here and there yeah for example in Breach Wanderers like the what really triggered the the like oh I can make this game was by playing Pirate Outlaws on mobile which oh. is a, a another roguelike deck builder but like the graphics are were really simple and there's no animations it's just like the little uh, bubble up and down that I, I also do and it looked great it still looked great for that game and that kind of made me think oh i i can actually do that without like spending fifty thousand dollars in art budget or having like crappy animations that like because some some games they they feel like they have to have animations but they don't really have the budget so it ends up looking like really bad yeah so to me, I'd rather have no animation than bad animations. But seeing that play out in Pirate Outlaw, that really made me feel, oh, if they can make it, like I, I know I can make it because the the design side is is not that much of a challenge for me. 
And I then I saw that they were like a team of, I think, seven or eight working on that game, maybe even 10. So uh, that made me think, well, if they can make this game and make enough money to keep pushing updates and all that, well, if I'm just me and one artist, it's going to be easy to 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 make it profitable. Yeah, so you have uh, one artist who does all the art, because you got some really detailed, good art for your games. Yeah, I, I'm just in, like, I have no merit in that. I'm just incredibly lucky that I just look randomly on the internet and I find these amazing artists that just stick with me and with all my crazy ideas and they just put out amazing stuff. And that's, I'm thankful every day for the artists I meet that allow me to to do that because they're they're so amazing yeah no that's that's great it's always good to have an artist friend that's my problem with game dev is like i have these ideas but all my artist friends are busy with all the other things they're doing Mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna stick to uh choose your own adventure text-based games for now (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'll build (laughs) because i i yeah well it helps when you pay them (laughs) yeah i found that to be true that's that's true. One day I'll have money and I can just I would love to be able to pay like like right now I'm um I'm barely able to pay my my uh video editor and my uh audio editor just a little bit, like mm-hmm. nowhere near, but like yeah, yeah, I I goals to be able to pay people, but hey, you know, they have free packs online that you can get for just like simple RPG stuff, but uh yeah, no, I'm it's your artist is fantastic for these games. It's it's very detailed. It very like has a really good vibe for the world you're building. Yeah, it's been di- just. I just want to mention it. it's been like Guildmaster has had three artists, and Breach Wonder is a fourth, which is a new artist. Um, and all of them were amazing. I've been incredibly lucky. Yeah, that's uh, that's really great. Yeah, and because you know people need to know that like they don't have to have like the absolute best animation the best everything because i mean merchant which you know guild masters is a fan game of initially like has very very simple graphics yeah it's, um, it's it, like let's be honest it doesn't look good <laughs> like, no it's, like it's very <laughs> it's very old retro kind of yeah it's the simplest style of uh of uh pixel art and it doesn't even like there's no animation at all in anything and we were all like millions of us were hooked on that game despite that so like and like I know they commissioned that art, so it can't have been like more than a few thousand dollars at most for the whole game. So it puts it into perspective. Like my my first tower defense cost me maybe I, I paid an artist for the UI, and that was I think one point five thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, Guild Masters, I ended up spending more than I really needed to or should have, and it it cost me about um, ten thousand, I think across like one or two years and i think British wanderers will end up being even cheaper than Guildmasters. so if you like scope well and really look at like what you can do and what you need to do it it, it can end up being not all that expensive well i know it's still like money still a lot of money like... but like compared to game dev like ga- games cost a lot of money yeah exactly <laughs> it's not like 200 grand to make your your little game like anybody well, not anybody, but most people can end up saving like five to ten thousand dollars in a few years to to be able to pay for that. Yeah, or like if they have some of it done, they can do like a small Kickstarter mm-hmm. yeah. or um, stuff like that. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's um, it, it's definitely great. Uh, how long have you been working on um, uh, Breached Wanderers? To be honest, not very long. Like, it's not a it's not a hard game. I it's no wonder there are so many roguelike deck builders out there because <laughs> they're not hard to make. It's very simple stuff. So, I think I started like not this Christmas, but the one before. So a year and a half, but most of that time I was part-time because at first I was working on Guildmasters at the same time, and then I took a job for five to six months at a at another gaming company. Um, so I've been full-time on it for only six, not even six months. Oh, man. And then one uh, year of part-time. So it, it, it's a really simple game. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I guess, like, for me, like, I'm bad at the balancing stuff, like I kind of mentioned. So to me, it's like, oh, man, you did all that balancing. But I guess if you're, like, you know, you've been DMing and playing, like, these deck building games for ages. So it might come a bit more uh, easily to you than it would for me. And, um, but yeah, I mean, like, for, you know, a game that you haven't worked on, you know, comparatively that long, like, it's it's still, like, pretty solid. Uh, when are you expecting it to go? Uh, I think you said you early access is the next step. Yeah, and on June 4th. On June 4th. Awesome. So that's going to be um really soon like Yeah, probably... 2 weeks. 2 weeks. Dang. Yeah. So that's just going to be a week after this uh episode comes out. So definitely go wish wish list that on Steam. Um is it, can you wish list that on Google Play? I think they can do uh, it for some things. You can pre-register, but pre-register. Yeah, it's like you'll get a notification when it comes out. Okay. Yeah, um, is it, I can't remember what you said about iOS, like maybe a future thing? Uh, it will, my plan is to release, like when the game releases, to have it on iOS as well. Okay. But for now, it, for the, the early access phase, it will be uh, Steam and Android. Okay. Um, well, just about everyone should have access on Steam. It's not like it's going to take all the processing power, so... No, um, and that's the advantage of making it work for both mobile and PC. It's I, I have to optimize the game highly. So mm -hmm. after that, if it can run smoothly on the phone, like any P PC can play that game easily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of that, are you going to have cross saves? Because like, I know Merchant, you can upload it to a cloud and then have it. Is that something you're planning on for... Um, Reached Wanderers? Probably not because the the game might have a few tuning differences between the platforms. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And also because it, it's still a lot of work to set up your own servers and then like when the thing yeah. breaks, everybody is like after you. So the game will have cloud save per platform. So like your Steam save mm -hmm. will be across all of your Steam like Steam computers. And you, if you change your Android phone, well, the save should also work on your new android phones but uh cross save is might not happen but who knows we'll see yeah no that's fair the servers are a lot <laughs> yeah and uh and getting all that to work is definitely like definitely a lot of work um okay well i think my cat says that it's enough time talking and i i'm sure you've heard him in the background whining because i trapped him in here <laughs> um but yeah, uh, so where can people go to find more of uh, your game? Do you have a, a Twitter or any other links to plug? Uh, well, they can look 
for the game on Steam. Uh, they can look uh, for it on Google Play. There's the Discord that I, I think you mentioned you would link. And there's always the Baronry Games website as well that they can just visit to have a list of our old game, all of our games. But if they really want to get in contact and like have me answer within the moment, it's I'm super active on Discord. So I would recommend people go there. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and uh, I will have all those links in the description so everyone can go everywhere they need to go to get a get a hold of you. Des- definitely recommend the Discord um, for both games because there's a lot... It's it's a pretty, pretty good community on there that everyone's showing their builds. I've definitely had to lean on other people's builds for Guildmasters for... Uh, yeah. Uh, especially, like, the last couple of bosses, like the White Flame... Uh, it, white Flame is what it's called, right? Oh, yeah, the White Flame Bear. Yeah, the white flame bear always messes me up. So I'm like, what did, what build did you use for this? Yeah, well, if you manage to get there, it's quite a challenge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a big yeah. accomplishment. Yes, I I did get there, and it's it's still tough. But um, but yeah, so definitely everyone's pretty helpful about helping you figure stuff out, and there's always good people to um, get ideas from. So yeah, definitely check out the discords. Keep an eye on the game wish list, and uh, I. I'm looking forward to uh, more developments for this game and what you'll be doing in the future. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm glad. So, um, yeah, and I will see you guys again in uh, two weeks. Thank you to Dami for editing the show and for our theme song, which you can find at Domino Thief on SoundCloud and in the show's notes. Also, thank you to our fakest fan tier member, Danny the Spoonlord, for your support. If you'd like to get a shout out or just support the podcast, head on over to ko-fi.com slash jacksyaks, link also found in the show notes, and sign up for as little as $1 a month. For all other links, head over to jacksyx.com where you can always find the latest information. Thanks for listening!